Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 243, that's 243, it's the ENS Wolves Podcast, the away wagon keeps on rolling baby, another win at Goodison Park, Kino, it's been a long week for us, a long, long week, started all the, can I say started, started, it seems a long time ago now at Manchester United on Wednesday with the, uh, with the Youth Cup babies and uh, finished off with a smashing 4-0 win. In the Black Country Derby, the real Black Country Derby, last night. How's it going, Bebe? You, you can't get rid of me, can you? You can't get rid of you, no. <laughs> Every corner you Everywhere. go, around, Everywhere I go, Goodison Park, Molyneux, Old Trafford, uh, Telford. I, you, you're just everywhere, mate. I'm hiding in the east wing of your mansion as we speak, mate. Um, one second, give me four or five minutes, I'll get there and see if you're there. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> it's, no, it's been a long, it's been a long, uh, as you say, the... The um, FA Youth Cup game feels a long time ago now. It does. It's been, it's it been does. a very, very busy last week, beginning of this week, and you know it's going to be a busy week coming up as well. So uh, you know. So you missed no out. Uh, missed out Warsaw versus um, Southport the other night. Oh, where Southport. I, I think he means Sutton. Oh, then you know it begins with an S. It's League Two. It doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> well, uh, that's I how much interest I had in the game. You know, obviously having. You know, previously covered Warsaw. There was actually a, a very split second moment where I thought to myself, "Oh, should I head down?" Shut up, I swear to you. I swear to you. For a split second, I said, "Oh, should I watch the game?" I've got a free Saturday, and I went, "No, <laughs> no." You, you're I, too I'll, big time these days. You won't be paying your your eleven quid to get in there, would you? You'd be trying to call in a few favors and sit in the press box. Well, I would definitely be calling in a few favors. To be fair, I might go watch them at some point before the end of the season, but yeah, Saturday wasn't the day. I was. It's, as you say, been very busy and had a little date night with the missus instead. I thought, you know what, go out, have oh, a little chill. Oh, you and Swabs? Oh, don't. Oh, God, I knew he'd say it again. Your missus is Rosie, isn't it? Her name is Rosie, yes. It's right. not It's not the same Rosie uh, as um, some Wolf fans will be familiar with. No, uh, it's not, it's not you, the same you. person. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Put two and two together and get four, that's okay. Yeah, um, of course. Uh, so yeah, we're doing we're doing this podcast uh, a little bit early, I guess. A couple of reasons why. Um, first of all, Leeds United is on Friday night and not Saturday, so we'll, we'll try and get it. Uh, give you at least a couple of days for it to to um, stick into your your little podcast platform, so you can you can um, have a drive and have a listen. And also, uh, it's Cheltenham tomorrow, and uh, I'll be busy uh, busy uh, at the GGS uh, putting on a few little cheeky bets. And unfortunately, Keena, I will not be with you on Friday. Um, I'm going to take uh, take a few days off and go to Dubai, which um, will, will be will be very nice. However, I, I do plan on watching the game. Uh, I've tried to contact the Dubai Supporters Club over there and see if they're still um, viewing games. So if they are, then I will be with you in spirit. Uh, that's the good news that you get rid of me. The the bad news is that Mr. Johnny Drury. <laughs> Is um, is going to be uh, covering it uh, from a digital point of view on Friday night, and as we all know from the uh, previous podcasts, Johnny Drury's updated record. Actually, to be honest, because he did get a win the other night, he got a win. Oh no, he didn't. He got a draw. Sorry, he got a draw. Yeah, he wasn't um, even a win. Maybe. He got a draw. They were two 0 <laughs> down, weren't they? He has gone to twenty-two games, and he has seen two victories. Two victories in twenty-two, Christ. and he's seen two victories, two draws. And eighteen defeats. Quick maths, then. Yeah, it took me a while to be fair. Took me a while. I've, been to, I've been to the gym uh, this morning, so I'm a little bit, um, a little bit of brain freeze. But it's not a great record. But it can only change. Surely it can change against Leeds United because not very good, are they? 
Well, they are, they're not, but they did win the other day I in know, quite dramatic yeah. fashion. I know, but um, which is always knowledge. typical, isn't it? A team who's doing poorly and then they they go and get a result just before they're playing Wolves. Yeah, crazy, absolute, absolute cray cray. But Johnny's only other um, only other Wolves game this season was Arsenal at home, which of course Wolves weren't particularly great and lost. So it's uh, not, not not a great situation. But no. look at the. I think I think honestly, I think Wolves are. Wolves have surpassed any kind of superstitions or any kind of uh, any voodoo going on. I think that I'm pretty confident about Friday night. I think it's going to be a good night. Well, I, I am in a, in a football sense. I'm not with Johnny there. <laughs> he worries me, that man. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he does. He's a lovely bloke, but he has got some voodoo following him around. <laughs> Absolutely. Stick a few, someone's sticking a few pins in him somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> um, right. Another win. Completely different win. Actually, Keno um, at Goodison Park for all the, um, I guess, I'm going to say, easy, easy, easy four nil win against Watford, which was great, and obviously did the podcast after that, and it was literally, I mean, they gave it, they gave it to Wolves really, it was game over at half time. Completely different win. Um, it was a, a roll your sleeves up. It was, I guess, you know, take on a little bit of pressure with the with the formation, the you know, the team that he picked. But end of the day, it worked out perfectly, and the fact that Wolves could win in a completely different manner less than four days later um, just just shows the the metal of this side really, and, and fair dues. Yeah, definitely. The, the pessimists among us will say that Wolves were very poor in the first half and need to improve. The optimists will say, well, Wolves bounced back and and turned it around in the second half. But it's probably somewhere. In the middle is where the truth lies, really, because um, you look at that team that Bruno put out, and had they lost that game, we're saying he's made a, he's made a mistake. Yeah. If they win that game, which they did, we're saying, oh well, you know, you, you can see what what he was going for, what his tactical instructions were to keep it tight and compact in the first mm-hmm. half, and, and try and build from that. Um, so that's why Bruno's a manager, and we're not basically. Isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it seems a little bit disingenuous now to say, um, oh, you know, I think he did a, I think he did a great job, but I think it's somewhere in the middle. Um, I don't want to give, you know, full lavish praise for what I still think was probably a slightly negative lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcel, I actually felt did okay to be fair to him. Um, I thought he t- did decent on the day, to be honest. And looking back and watching the game back. Um, you know, I thought his movement was pretty good. You know, yeah. For someone who's been absolutely plagued with injuries throughout his career, I- I'm surprised he's made this many t- many appearances already this season. And you know, when there was space there, he did get he just get up and down. Like, of course, he's not going to be flying. He's not. He's not. He's not a Ryanite nori. But you know, for his age, for you know, really kind of accustomed to to playing the left hand side of a back three, really. And you know, when he was brought in, I think everybody saw him more as a central defender um, to be playing. You know. I know he's played on, kind of on the left before, but as as a as a slower wing back, I think he's done fine. Yeah, I, I agree. I think particularly second half, which you can probably say for the majority mm. of the uh, of the players, to be honest. But because um, there was a few opportunities in the first half where he was almost on Sice's heels a little bit. Yeah, there was a couple of opportunities where they went for the same the same area, yes. dual back yeah. up against each other. I think just the message got a little bit lost because he is much more defensive-minded, isn't he? Mm. Um, and I think Nori was, was one of the best players on the pitch against Watford, so yeah. to see him not play a few minutes, a few days later, mm-hmm. you know, I still, at this point, would argue Nori probably should have played, despite Wolves winning and Marcel doing okay. But, you know, they're the small decisions that Bruno's got to make consistently. Another one being Kilman coming in for Bolly, which you wouldn't, I don't think you can characterise as a mistake unless Kilman has a shocker, but he didn't. I, I thought he did very well. Um, particularly having performed uh, 
below standards for, for him this season um, and then being dropped, of course, for, for Watford. And also Bolly doing so well. I mean, Bolly was excellent in that game. Um, so that was a big decision, easily. Uh, and then to play two up top, play Dendonka in midfield. Dendonka had a pretty anonymous first half. Um, I really, again, it was similar to previous games this season where he was getting a little bit lost in the message of what he would needed to do. And, and really, he does need to push into that right channel and push slightly further forward, not just for the pressing, but also to receive the ball in between the lines and, and find the pass out wide. Uh, once he started doing that in the second half, the majority of all of his good attacks came through him and through that right side, who, again, Johnny, I thought, was, was brilliant as well. So, um, yeah, I think a few people probably felt that my... Uh, player ratings, which are always uh, up for debate, and, and I, I enjoy a bit of debate. Um, we're probably a little bit uh, excited from the second half, but I think you have to take. Oh, into you get account. some stick, Keno, did you? Only a little bit. To be fair, the majority was fairly was fairly fair, but um, I think um, all sticks fair. I, to be honest, yeah. Well, Kino, when it comes yeah, to you, I, I I give it out. I can take it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's. Uh, I think. I think I have to take into account the the whole ninety minutes, and some people felt that I was just marking off the second half but you have to look at it as they, they've won away a tough place to go a team fighting for their lives albeit they weren't amazing but they were better than Wolves in the first half but then equally the there are some good signs in that first half where Wolves did manage to contain them for the most part albeit they weren't particularly attacking uh, threatening going forward rather so um, a lot of positives to take it wasn't you know there's still improvements to make of course there is but a lot of positives from what was um, a deserved win in the end because second half they they ran all o- all over Everton they were they were far too good for them. Yeah, I want to come back to the defence a little bit. Um, you know, Bruno did say in his post match press conference against Watford that Max Kim will be will be back in, and he and he said very very quickly. You know, I think we were all a little bit surprised um, that he came in so quickly. I mean, it was you know very much the next game. I wonder, I wonder if, I mean, I guess I guess Leeds will be the will be the proof in the pudding whether it was maybe Willy Bolly who like you say was superb against Watford maybe because he hasn't played for such a long time maybe there was some soreness some stiffness there and they wanted to go with someone who was fresher in Max Kilman and obviously an easy replacement to slot in there or it was very much you take it from what Bruno said in that Max Kilman will be straight back in and he was straight back in immediately and that he just needed taking out for a game and just resting and just maybe um, maybe taking a bit of a breather before coming straight back in. I mean, I said at the Watford game that, for me, a fit Willy Bolly starts every week for Wolverhampton Wanderers. So it'll be interesting with what Bruno has to say and who he selects ahead of Friday night. Now, if you're putting... And, and brings me on to maybe the, a bigger picture in the defence. If you're still playing a back three, and let's be honest, I think that Wolves are going to play a back three at least for the majority of the games going forward for the for the remainder of the season. Do you pick... Connor Cody's not going anywhere. And brilliant again. Superb header. Magnificent, magnificent um, goal that he scored. Um, he took it took it superbly. But if you're, um, if you're Willie Bolly and you've come back into the side and you've done so well, then you're back on the bench, are you then knocking down Bruno's door saying, I want to be starting? And if so, and if he does get that selection... Do you play Bolly, Cody, Kilman and play one of them, I guess, Kilman slightly out of position? Now, I know Bruno hasn't gone to that before, but would Says be the one to drop out? However, Says has been 
very good. I didn't think he had his best game at Goodison Park. But then if a new contract's on the table, you don't really want to drop him if you wanted to sign him. So where do you where do you lie if you're Bruno? Yeah, it feels a little bit harsh on on anyone who drops out, really. Um, yeah, I think for me, the, the strongest back three is probably Kilman, Cody and Bolly. Mm. It means moving Kilman back over to the left side. I don't know if he's left-footed. It would You'd imagine it would suit him better. But he's been very good on the right, of course. So do you potentially unsettle what he's used to this season by moving him over? Um, Bolly, of course, has not played a lot of football. He's going to need time. Uh, I think... Oh, is Bolly just firmly the the fourth, the the, the, the unlucky, you know, fourth man I think for the remainder yeah. of the season? Just, just what I was, yeah, exactly what I was about to say. I think um, purely because of injury and illness issues and not playing a lot of football, and and really the, the three in, in Sykes, Kilman, and, and Cody have been very reliable for the majority of the season. I think um, it, it stands likely that Bolly's going to be the man that for the most part, sits out and comes in. But if he's going to come in and put a performance like he did against Watford, yeah, he, he might want to play more regularly, might want to keep his place. Um, but if you have that kind of competition, have a reliable player to come in, I think it, it's only healthy for the squad, really. Um, and then you, you make a good point with, with Sice. And um, and yeah, there is, from my understanding, an offer on the table for him. I know it's been reported as, as two years. He's 31 now. So I think two years probably makes about... about Sense it makes sense really, really from a from a Wolves point of view, whether he takes it as you know one of his potentially last big contracts with his obviously with his age, he may want more, but that's what's on the table. The, the talks are are ongoing. Um, but I've said on here plenty of times um, with these out of contract players that everything I've been told, having you know done the inquiries over the last few months with these players, is that it's likely to go right down to the end of the season, uh, go down to the wire with all of them, um, for various reasons, mainly being that football is, is, is really the priority in what they're trying to achieve. Um, so I still expect that to happen. I wouldn't expect it to get signed um, and, and, and announced and, and finished quickly. But, um, but yeah, there's an offer certainly on the table with, with Sice. Um, and then just to mention quickly as well, with uh, Moutinho as another player out of contract, uh, I understand there's, a, there's some discussions there. Um, unfortunately, don't know much more at this point. With him being a Mendes client, you can imagine that helps uh, in terms of speeding things up. Mm-hmm. Um, you would also imagine it will probably be a one-year. That's me speculating purely because of his age. Um, but there's there's discussions certainly, and um, and for my money, I would give them both a contract. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a it's a World Cup year for Jean Moutinho, well, it potentially is. They've got a playoff, haven't they? I think to come so. You know whether he wants to join a new club in in the middle of a, you know, and, and start again. If if you know with everything going on and with going to Qatar in November, I'm not quite sure if you want to. And Shalf seems very happy, I think, at Wolves and in his football and and, and he's playing. At the end of the day, at the at the ripe old age of is he 34 now? Yeah, Jamitinho. No, he's 35. 35 now. Ripe old age of the grand old age of 35, and still playing week to week in the Premier League. I mean, I would have thought. If they can do a deal, and I'm sure, hopefully, that 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 will be the case. That he would like just the consistency of of going back to exactly where he knows he can play, he can perform, he knows his teammates, and and then go into that World Cup. Hopefully, uh, and I'm sure it'll be a swan song. I'm sure it will be for quite a few of the Portuguese guys, um, probably Cristiano Ronaldo as well, and, and and a few others if they do get through. To be, you know, to be at a club, and then at the end of next season, I, I think everybody will be will be quite happy to. 
you know, if he wants to go back to Portugal or, or at the end, it's, it seems like a natural break. But one more, I feel like he has got one more year. And I, to be honest, Liam, I've got to hold my hands up. I think at the end of last season, I would have said, OK, it's been a pleasure to watch you, but I wouldn't have been too disheartened if he wasn't at the club going into this season. And he's just found another gear, hasn't he? Which is absolutely amazing. And I shouldn't doubt him anyway, because when you're that good and, you know, world-class footballer then, then, and, and you don't need pace, you can pick a pass. It's... Um, He's been he's been different class again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you've got to hold your hands up, and I was um, same with you, guilty of that as well. I think there was a lot of um, it was a very dull season last year for, for mm. you know several reasons, um, and and just watching Moutinho last year, he did look laboured, he did look tired, he did look like he was struggling. Um, beginning of this season, I thought he was a, a little bit slow, and I, I said it on here a few times. Perhaps the legs have gone. Perhaps he needs to wind down the minutes a little bit. Um, and then all of a sudden, yeah, as you say, going to another gear, he just finds this form and he's been exceptionally consistent for the vast majority of the season. I think he's been brilliant. So um, for his experience, what he brings technically to the team, the partnership he's had with Neves this season, which has been superb, which was the same partnership most people were criticising rightly as well last season, um, I think he's certainly worth keeping for another year. He doesn't turn 36 until... Until September either, so uh, he's got he's got a few months uh, left until he hits that dreaded number. So um, yeah, I think there's there's certainly a, a year left in him at, at Premier League Premier League level at least, and certainly a couple years uh, in European football because you'd imagine, as you just said, he'd probably want to go back to Portugal or do something along those lines. I think he actually has said several times um, publicly that he'd like to go back to Porto. I think um, so. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, Wolves uh, are lucky to to have a player like him, and ha- and they have been lucky for the last few years to have him. And uh, another year would, would would be great. Well, if we're talking contracts, we've got to we've got to go to the big one. And um, <laughs> it was his birthday against uh, against Everton on Sunday. And you know what? Birthdays come. Birthdays come. New contracts. Apparently, if you're a Wolves player this season, so I think everybody was like slightly hopeful that maybe a great Sunday could get even even better. But um, Look, at the end of the day, provided the assist for Connor Cody and uh, and and well done three points and uh, and a Vegas party. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I saw the Las Vegas pictures. party theme party. Invited Kino or didn't get the call? No, surprisingly, I, I, having spoken to him after the Watford game, I was hoping mm. he might uh, he might you know throw an invite my way, but I was Next busy time. anyway. I was busy. Busy were you? Okay, washing yeah. your hair. Washing your hair, mate. <laughs> I wish um, I had a but, nice hair like him. It would be lovely. What um what's the latest on 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 that, I mean, look, that's the big one, isn't it? That's the one that everybody wants. They all want another another couple of years on top of the deal that he's already got. Um, is that something that you think is still ongoing? And would that be one that will come to maybe to come to a head in the summer? Or is there, is there a is there a rush to try and get him to sign this? Or, or could we have to wait until maybe even the season's end? Yeah, I, I don't suspect there'll be anything um, imminently on that, but you have to imagine whether a player of his quality is importance to the team um, that, that that Wolves would certainly be be looking at it and it would be a conversation that's being being had at least internally with the, the Wolves hierarchy because he's he's so vital to the to the side and and I think um, maybe it's not fair to say learn from mistakes because I'm not necessarily sure that's true but you can almost compare it slightly to the Adama Traore situation um, not in the sense that you know, they've been trying to time down for so long and he's been uh, refusing, but that he's you know coming into his final two years. And if Wolves get to 
this time next year, he'll mm. if he's if he's still a Wolves player, um, he'll have less than eighteen months left. So um, yeah, it, it gets into those murky waters when you a player, particularly again if his quality gets into those latter stages of a contract. You want to you want to tie him down and having. You know, tied down Kilman, what was it, November? I think they, he signed a deal netto recently. I think Cody last year. Mm-hmm. Several of the um, the big important players fairly recently have signed a deal. If they can get him over the line, um, and even if it means that financially Wolves secure themselves so they don't lose out on him if he does end up leaving, um, or even if they get another year out of him, or two years, um, in whatever way or circumstance it happens, whether he stays or leaves, getting him down to that new contract, I think, will um, will be important. And, and then in the short term, uh, I mean, the excitement amongst the fans will be will be unbelievable because you know you saw the reaction to Neto's contract, and, and he's not done anything this season, not through any fault of his own, obviously. But you just know how important a player he is, um, and never is exactly the same. I'm going to go back full circle. We've started with the defence, then we've gone on to contracts with Saiz and, and Moutinho and Neves. I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to the defence just for a final word, Liam. Um, look, they're chasing European football and they've got a cracking chance. The seventh at the moment, which probably, probably, and we have to see, but still probably will be a Europa Conference League spot. Um, if it is and they do get European football or if they're in the hunt right to the very wire... When Bruno came into this club, it was almost like everybody was expecting him to go to his favoured four at the back. But you can't see him changing that at all if they are in the hunt. Now, if for some reason, let's say, Wolves fall out of that attainable seventh position, and let's hope they don't, but let's say with three games left or four games left, Liam, that Wolves can only finish eighth. And maybe the eighth is probably where they're going to finish. You know, they're, they're quite a bit of a, a big distance between them and ninth and they can't they can't finish they can't finish seventh. Does Bruno has Bruno looked at this squad and does he think he still wants to go with a back four? And if he does, then do you think we might see a change in formation for those final four games to try and get them to to play in in a style that maybe he wanted to you know implicate when, when he came into the club? Yeah, I think it's fairly um, fairly obvious that he long term wants to move into uh, a four at the back formation, whether that be a you know a four four two, a four two three one, something along those lines. Uh, of course, he's the like a, a very sort of um, wide attacking four four two at Benfica. So I think um, it, yeah, it's fairly obvious that's that's what he would like to do. Um, the issue is he's he's almost had his hands tied really that he's inherited a group of players that for four years has been playing uh, the same system by and large and didn't get signings in that, that you know they kind of wanted or he wanted exactly. at the time so you've got to go with horses for courses but what I'm, what I'm saying is do you think that he might try a four at the back with this with this squad before the end of the season if you know if they're not going anywhere the the big if there is if they're not going anywhere and yeah. I think um, in, in that context it's possible but I, I still would be surprised to be honest purely because um, he's very competitive, Bruno, and and that's a, a good thing, of course. But mm. um, I don't think he would want to really, you know, test out, particularly against the opposition. It's going to be Chelsea, Norwich, Liverpool. Last three games, I don't think he's really want, going to want to risk 
mm. poor defeats or poor performances, poor displays to end yeah. the season. And particularly because it leaves a little sour taste at the very, very back end of the season as well. Mm. Um, I think he tries to win every single game in isolation with, of course, a slightly broader picture of um, of the league as well. So, uh, yeah, I'd be surprised, to be honest. But long term, I can see that happening. The, the signings thing you just said there is, is a... It's a big thing. He needs his kind of players to to come in. He needs to, um, just the I suppose the profile is the word he always uses for for the type mm. of players, mm. and that's really again where his hands have been tied and that he's have he's had to to stick with with five of the back. And he's had a lot of success with it. So do you change what has been a winning formula this year? You you probably don't. But long term, I think he will. And I don't think he will end of this season either. Um, and playing devil's advocate a little bit, I guess, is if he doesn't, and that, let, I hope he doesn't, because then. Wolves are probably right in the hunt. And let's say Wolves do qualify for European football next season. And it's becoming more and more likely that they're going to be right in the hunt to the wire. So, yeah, I agree with you, Leo. I'm just saying that, you know, if it didn't. But I think that they'll, they're will they going to have plenty to play for come come the end of the season. If they did, and let's say they finish seventh. And a lot of people say, I'm not bothered about seventh. I don't really want to be in the Europa Conference League. Y- you do. You want to be in European football. I don't get that argument. I don't get, well... Give him a give him a season with his with his main. T- you don't get to pick and choose European football, and whether it's the Conference League or the Europa League. Yeah, of course you'd like to be in the Europa League, but you want to be. Yeah, I want I want Wolves fans travelling. You want you want to go to play different grounds and play different teams. That's what it's all about. And it might not be the most prestigious competition in the world, but I don't really care. And if you win it, then you go into the Europa League next year. So. You know, you're going to get, you know, you're getting money. Okay, it might not be loads, but you're getting new fixtures. You're getting full houses. You're going abroad. I'm sorry. I can't I can't get behind those who think that European football, Europa League football wouldn't be, wouldn't be um, so bad if they missed out this year. If they did, then it would be an early start, Liam. It would be an early start in July, potentially, for Wolves. Now, if you're playing competitive fixtures pretty quickly afterwards and you want to go maybe to a four next season... Do you start with that in an important game like that? And then you've got a quick pre-season and you're straight into the Premier League. Has Bruno got time to even get into a four, even for next season? Yeah, it's a, it's a great point because probably no, to be honest. Mm. Um, and it all depends really if uh, on the transfer movements. You know, If before the Wolves have got, let's say, you know, early July, got some European games or mid-July, um, if Wolves haven't made a probably a handful of signs by then which is unlikely yeah, not is, just yeah, unlikely, not just, yeah. just because of the way Wolves work but because just of the, the way market. yeah exactly mm. um, if Wolves haven't made a, probably a handful of signings or at least a handful of ins and outs combined I'd be surprised because it, it comes down to the personnel it comes down to the players he's got and he doesn't think he's got the right players to, to play at the fore the back and he's probably right because these players um, a lot of them have been honed really in this five of the back system and uh, it's an easy one to pick out, but it is, a, I think, a fair point. Connor Cody is always the discussion when it comes to moving from a five to a four because is he the kind of centre back that is going to do well in a in a back two? You know, it's up for debate certainly. So um, it's those you know debates within the squad and within the the system as to whether they're going to be able to play it. You remember they mm-hmm. they started off um, trying to play four four two and then a four two three one in. Um, right at the beginning of the pre-season that they didn't have all their players back at that point so it was a slightly skewed picture of, of what they were doing but they, they tried it and it didn't really work so I'd be I'd be surprised if they have the time before next season particularly if they're playing uh, European football if they don't and they've got pre-season and they've got time to, to bring players in and time to make changes I think you could we could see it but again it then depends on the number of 
of additions or changes within the squad in general and whether there's enough really to to warrant changing system. 4-2-3-1, if they played that, um, with the current squad, what's your team, Liam? Oh, tough. <laughs> Very tough. What is four, your team? 4-2-3-1. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love to see a 4-2-3-1 Wolves playing it you know, at some point next season, I think that's it's, it's a great option that, that that they would have, and a very attacking. You see, just you're going to see more goals, aren't you? But end of the day, you don't want to trade in goals for for results that are going in the other direction. It will definitely be more open mm-hmm. wolves, but it depends on the kind of caliber that they get in. And yes, you do need, I think, for them to play that formation. Absolutely, you need to get a couple more. You need to get a midfielder in. I think you need to get another striker in as well to be competing with Raúl and. You know, but then if you do play four at the back, do you need to get another central defender mm. in? I'm not too sure, really. Um, so, but um, give me a four-two-three-one with your. Give me a four-two-three-one to beat Leeds. Now your best four-two-three-one. And this is every, everyone fit. Everyone, everyone fit. Yep. Everyone fit and okay. flying. Siren goal, obviously. Um, John Ruddy, few. <laughs> Nelson Smedo, right back. Mm-hmm. Kilman and Bolly, centre halves. Oh. I oh, know, scary. Thank you. <laughs> Johnny left back. Okay, Johnny left back. Just okay. ahead of Ignori. I, yeah. I could be tempted to go Johnny right, Ignori left, but I think Samaya, yeah, he's been very good, so I'll go mm. with them too. Ignori runs it close, but I'll go with Johnny. Yeah. Neves, Moutinho, midfield. Yeah. Um, you, I think I'd go Neto on the right, mm-hmm. Huang on the left. Yeah. Pedence in behind Raoul. Yeah, I think I think I think I think you've got mine as well there to be Liam. You nailed it to be fair. I think um, the only the only slight one for me. I thought about Ryan Nuri or, or Johnny. I think if they're both playing at the best, I'd probably have Johnny in a back four just for that little bit more solidity. I think, and then you, but you've got that option. I think, and and also you're always going to have that Cody question where are my leaders where are my leaders where are my vocal leaders and the fact that he's playing out of his skin to be honest he's playing brilliantly he's been unbelievable this season Yeah, he's it's been hard excellent. isn't it it is hard but look if you're going to be a successful club and you're going to be playing in Europe you know year or challenging you know year after season after season these are the tough decisions you've got to make so I feel bad for old Connor though oh, leaving him out Connor man he has been brilliant this season he's been excellent but it's how good has he been Liam yeah, pretty good. Now, um, it's um, I think he, it's been a slightly, um, a slightly different role for him. He's an, an anomaly, if I can get my words out, um, as well, because he. Are you okay? You're drinking. You're muting yourself. Are you coughing? Are you struggling? Have you got the lurgy? No, no, no. I was all good. You just caught me having you've a left, sip of you've water. You've left the podcast a couple of times. You've, you've, no, you've, no, no, no. You've only been once. zoned out. I've just been talking. It's just because you know sometimes you know you get decent presenters who don't realise that um, the other person's actually left. But you have left a couple of times in this chat, haven't you? No, I've left once. Okay. Well, don't, don't start making lies up, and I'll tell you what. So this might well, it's great with my post-production when you leave, mate. I mean, last week when you left, and it was an absolute nightmare. So if it's going to co- take me an hour to edit this, then I'm going to take it back from your time. Right. Well, we will uh, we'll discuss this afterwards. If you, had, had I not been given a uh, a broken mic, Lee, we wouldn't be doing this. Wow. So we'll we'll have this off air. We'll have it out. Wow. Um, <laughs> so. I'll have you out. I'll be jujitsuing you to bloody kingdom come, mate. It would end so badly for you. Um, it, Cody, yeah, he's an, an anomaly um, there because he, you look at his stats in terms of um, like aerial duels won and, and duels in general, really, in interceptions, and his, the stats aren't particularly high, mainly because of really the positioning um, in that 
central position. He and he is a lot more aggressive this year as well. Um, plays slightly higher up, and yeah, yeah. Overall, just been just been excellent. Just doesn't really get um, doesn't get flustered easily. Um, or doesn't often get caught in behind. And he's had a few games where he has, but it's really the positioning that has that sets him up for his success. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it helps then when the the players next to him push wide and he's got the opportunities for, for passes and I think it works perfectly. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, I mentioned pre-season there, Liam. There's been a bit of talk this week about a potential American tour for Wolves. I mean, to be honest, I, mean, I thought that news was already out there from from last year that Wolves were looking in, into European, a, 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 little U, U, a little USA tour, which would be very nice in the summer. I guess a lot depends on, like I say, the Conference League and, and if and when Wolves qualify. There can't really be too many... Uh, discussions or, or, or plans set in stone because we don't really know when that's going to happen if Wolves do do that and then they might have to change again but they, they, they have looked at America um, and um, it's, like you say it's, it's, you can only you can only plan certain certain elements can't you before you know where you're going to be finishing in the table yeah it's uh, I mean from a selfish point of view I mean America sounds pretty good to me I don't know what you come think. back ten, 10 stone heavier mate you are aren't you <laughs> I'm an eater as well. Um, yeah, as you say, yeah, they, they they've looked at America um, in the in the past. I think it was um, nothing nothing planned, uh, and then COVID obviously going the way. But they were looking as a, a sort of Texas as a, as a, a hopeful destination. Um, and then since then, obviously, COVID's happened, and, and there's, there was no preseason or proper preseason tour really. Uh, just a few sort of uh, Marbella trips and things like that uh, along the way, but. Um, I suppose you look at Wolves's movements, sort of commercially, um, over the last year, really, and America makes sense. Yeah, it probably shouldn't really come as any surprise to people. Of course, back in when was it now? It was October. Um, the minority share that they handed over to Peak Six, that investment firm in um, in, uh, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that was sort of the the start of that they then um when was it this one that was november so only a month later uh the academy partnered with uh, chicago city so um two chicago links there which doesn't necessarily mean that it's it, that's where they're aiming for but they certainly are looking at um looking at america for this summer and there's no they're sort of waiting to lock in a destination um as it stands but when you you look at those two links it, it really comes back to where Wolves are trying to push in the American market, and again, it comes yeah. back to their their commercial aspirations. You know, they've pushed into the Asian market. Obviously, in in England, they're they're huge, in Britain, they're huge, but they're they're moving into the different markets and trying to crack each of them. And that investment uh, firm, Peak Six, was was really seen as their first movement into cracking the American market, mm-hmm. um, and and they've gone on to, as I say, add to that. So yeah, it comes as no surprise really, and that's and that's currently the plan is what they're. Uh, they're drawing up um, a uh, or discussions are ongoing for a potential uh, tour of uh, of the US and and as I said the destinations are yet to be uh, yet to be confirmed but it will be um, yeah a, a pretty exciting move for fans I mean I know there's a lot of American fans over there yeah um, Wolves fans over there rather in America so um, yeah it's a good it's a good opportunity and of course me and you get to go over so, so I can't complain but you're right as well that uh, you know if if Wolves get into Europe it will you know they'll have to potentially move it around or work it around that but um yeah that's that's the plan anyway 
Yeah, so oh, we can't we can't say exactly where they're going to be because I don't think Wolves uh, know exactly themselves anyway. But yeah, Texas was the original destination potentially, and uh, but like you said, the links with Chicago as well. So so we shall see. You never know. We might end up in Antarctica, mate. What do you reckon? I will go anywhere. Alaska. I'll go anywhere to follow Wolves. You know me. Uh, anywhere as long as you get free food and a free free travel and free accommodation, <laughs> mate. That's what you're saying, aren't you? Well, that's yeah, that helps. Goodness me, goodness me. Um, right, should we? Um, I'll tell you what. I mean, we've got we've got we've got a bit of time this week, so I think we'll go to questions earlier than normal and um, and take a few. Maybe take a little bit more time as than normal. How's that? Sounds good to me. Okay, here we go. Um, Whitey says, given Morgan's White's impressive season on loan at Sheffield United, do you think Wolves will sell him in the summer when the iron is hot? With a f- flame emoji. With a flame emoji. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a it's a good point because. Um, when his stock is high, and I think it's probably the highest it's ever been right now. Uh, he's been fairly well regarded for a few years. It's probably the highest it's been. Uh, that is something to to take into account. But I think you look at how Bruno talks about him in the past and has done fairly recently as well. It it, it really does imply that he sees him as a potential uh, squad member certainly next season. I think he likes him, um, and he gave him the opportunity in January to to stay if he wanted to. He knew that, or he had a feeling anyway, that Adama Traore was probably on his way. And um, it was he gave him the opportunity to to hang around. Uh, he chose not to. He, he felt that he wanted to finish his season over at Sheffield United, and, which was probably a fairly mature decision. Um, it's, I hope fans don't see it as him turning Wolves down. I think it was a, really a case of him you know, playing regular football, scoring, assisting goals and getting a chance to, to build himself as a player. Build a profile. Where is his best position, Liam? I think it is. Um, he's probably, uh, It's difficult to say because he's playing as a part of a front three in a, a five of the back formation for Sheffield United. So he would sort of fit into Wolves' system if he's if it's in that. Um, it's like an inside forward, really. But I would say probably still somewhere in behind, finding space um, more more as a ten, really. Um, and then you have to figure out whether that fits into Wolves' Wolves' system. But the thing is, at- Liam, the thing that I struggle with. Sorry to interrupt. Is is um... Is Mon Gibbs White, who is how old now? Twenty one, I believe. Right, okay. Double check that and tell you that tell you that now. Go and check it now. Um Mon Gibbs White. Playing twenty two, he turned twenty two in January, of course he 22. did. Twenty two. Okay, twenty two in January. So playing on lo- playing on loan at Sheffield United, playing every week, enjoying his football. Bruno gave him the option to stay. In January, he, he said he'd rather go back to Sheffield United. To be honest, I'd have made the same decision. You don't, you don't want to be sat on the bench. You want to be, mm. you want to be playing now. You know, you're coming into the best years of your life. You've, a football is a very short career, and yes, you are a youngster, but you can quickly be, not become a youngster. And you know, you've got probably ten, next ten years you want to be playing. Those are your best best years, aren't they? If, you know, if fitness, um, if fitness, um, you don't get you don't get a bad injury. So, so. What what I'm struggling to see, Liam, is if you're more Gibbs White and Bruno says, right, come and have a preseason with us, see how it goes. You know, want you to be part of this squad. I cannot see more Gibbs White starting for the Hampton Wanderers next season in the Premier League. I can't. Not not on a regular basis. Now, maybe a lot of people are saying that's that's rubbish and you've got to give him a chance. But I just, if you tell me that more Gibbs White is going to be starting on, in your starting lineup to start the next season. I'd be very, very surprised. So if he's not and he's going to be on the bench and he's going to play, of course he's going to play games. He's probably going to have 25 appearances over the season, maybe 30. But half of them coming from the bench, I don't think he wants that. I I think he'd rather move on. 
I honestly think he'd rather move on and, and join a club on a long-term contract who's going to play him week in, week out. And I can't begrudge him that. And if his, if his price is 10 million, 12 million, 15 million, let's say, after the end of this season, it might be mutual, it might be good for all parties. I, just, I guess I think it probably depend on, on Morgan again. You know, like Bruno gave him the option in January, I might give him the option in the summer. What do you want to do? Do you want to stay and fight for your place? And I'll give you some opportunities to play, but I can't guarantee you first-team football. Or do you go and 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 sign? You know, I'm sure he'll be a coveted player throughout the Championship and probably lower Premier League. I would have thought English youngster. So you've got that um, aspect and probably going to command a higher fee. Probably going to have a battle of five, six, seven multiple teams after you. What's the what's best? What's best for Wolverhampton Wanderers Football Club and Morgan Gibbs White Liam? Well, before you very rudely interrupted me, I was about Sorry. to say so, <laughs> I was about Sorry. to say something similar. Um, I think it does come down really to to him. Um, you remember back all the way back in the summer. Now, um, Bruno said to Patrick Catrone, "I'll give you a chance if you want to stay." He didn't want to stay. He said, "I'll have a conversation with Rafa Mir, and he can be potentially part of the squad." He didn't want to stay. I think um, he got some training gear there while he was here for seven minutes. <laughs> I could have that training gear. I mean, it literally was what two days, maybe. I think it was when he was he was traded something <laughs> like that, and he, <laughs> and he was off again. Um, yeah, so you know, I think he, I think anyway, but you know, what we're being told really from Bruno and the and the sort of implications he's given is that that, that he'll give Morgan Gibbs White the opportunity to stay and be part of the squad, similar really to what he was talking about with Ryan Giles. He sees him as part of fighting for the squad next season. Um, now Giles I can see staying and I, I agree with you I, I think it really is up in the air with Morgan and, and if he gets the opportunity to move and play regularly permanently I think he may take it and for Wolves again it might be a, a fairly good deal because they're going to get you know at least double figures in the millions money for a player that you know they've honed through their academy I think it's a I think it's, it's probably going to be a fairly good deal for both if it does happen Um but maybe he's the missing piece in a in a number ten role for four two three one that Bruno's been after. Mm. Um, a couple of questions from Ted. First one, um, he says, "Do you think Bruno's already decided who will be leaving Wolves in the summer, and what will happen with what well, we've discussed, Gibbs White, but also Kundal and Fabio Silva? Do you feel that? I mean, I think he means, you know, are they going to be kept, or do you think they'll go out on loan next season? Yeah, I think." Um, not necessarily has come to a final decision, but I think you know he'll have a fairly good idea, Bruno, mm. in the direction he wants to go. In certainly, he'll have a long-term vision. Um, Gibbs White, yeah, as you say, mentioned uh, Fabio. I think I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Uh, it, it, I'd be surprised if he does go out anywhere. I think he'll stay with Wolves. Um, Even if he's signed another striker. Yeah, I think so. I think he, yeah. I think I can see him be staying. A first striker. Though. Yeah, I think so. Um, Kundal, I've sort of. Gone back and forth on this one a little bit. Um, I, I can actually see him going out. Uh, at first, I felt. I think so. Yeah, at first, I thought, um, you know, him being part of the. I mean, he's the fourth choice central midfielder this season, and he has been all season. Um, I felt that, you know, maybe they'll keep, they'll keep hold of him, but I think it's likely they'll sign at least one midfielder. If not two. Yeah, exactly. So, with that being the case. And Six still, month loan championship. I exactly. Mean, perfect, him still really, being young. Yeah, we, we watched him last night for the. Under twenty threes and yeah. Um, and yeah, alongside a few others as well. I think you can tell he, he was too good for that level, and he was, um, and I think he did a bit. He had a very good game. So, uh, yeah, I, I can see him going out. Actually, 
his age, he's on a long-term deal at Wolves already. Wolves will likely make some some signings. So yeah, I think um, it probably makes sense to see him go out. If they don't make any centre midfield signings, you probably won't see him go anywhere. But if they do, uh, yeah, I think he's I think he's on his way for for a loan. Yeah, um, actually, this is Dave's question. Sorry, um, interesting question. I mean, I, I think I know the answer to it, but um, well, Ruben Neves, as, as everybody knows, is on uh, eight bookings. As it is, uh, oh, is it nine, nine bookings? Nine. Ten will get you a two match ban. Now he's still touch wood. Hasn't got that too much, but I think he needs to survive. And I think it's thirty-two games played. I think in that's itself. correct. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, I mean, we thought it was absolute nail uncertainty, but I mean, fair play. He's, he's cleaning up his act a little bit, and um, he says, interesting theory. Do we rest Neves against Leeds to avoid the risk of him picking up a yellow and missing the Villa game? We should have enough strength in the team to beat Leeds, but the game against Villa, we need his quality. I mean, I don't think it works like that, to be honest. I mean, I'd be stunned if he's not playing against Leeds United. At the end of the day, three points is three points, isn't it? You know, you've got to win the game and just hope he doesn't get a booking. But I'd be I'd be absolutely stunned if he's not playing on Friday night. Yeah, same. I think you've got to beat what's in front of you, haven't you? I don't think you can, um, you can really account for whether he gets a booking or not and account for the game that, the games that are coming up. Um, you know, I, I, I previously felt... It was when he got his ninth booking... Um, the the next game after that was the Arsenal away, and that was the beginning of an eight game stretch where he had to not get a book in, otherwise he's going to miss two games. And I felt that maybe the the West Ham away one, he might you know, you know, he might do a little trip on the on the transition, get himself an easy book and miss Palace and Watford, and then be ready to go for the rest of the season. Um, but he somehow he's got through the last five games without a booking, mm-hmm. and he's now three games away from uh, from avoiding the two match ban. Um, I thought it was inevitable with eight games there that he oh, have to yeah, yeah nailed uh, on. definitely. But no, I, I don't think I don't think you rest him. And look, in these next three games, what is it? We've got Leeds, Villa, and then Newcastle, isn't it? Um, other side of the international break. Yeah. Uh, you know, he again in those three games, is it more likely or not that he gets a book in? He probably is still more likely that he does, even though he's gone five games without it, just purely because of the. Um, you know, statistical chance of him getting in, getting one. The probability of him getting one, um, it's probably more likely than not than he will. But I don't think you have to. I don't think you take him out of what is still going to be a fairly tough game against Leeds, to just to account for for Villa. I think you you play him, and I'd be shocked if he doesn't play, and uh, and just hope that he somehow, like he has done the last five games, gets away with it. Uh, John Charles says, "Hi guys, if clubs issued not long-standing supporters with badges." What particular games in Wolves history would warrant a medal? Obviously, Chorley 86 springs to mind, but 30,000 fans would lay claim to that honour, he says. Um, I'll come. I'll, I'll throw one at you, John. Um, I mean, oh, this, this was a trek, by the way. Punic, Yerevan, away, Wolves, 4-0 win in August, Europa League. I think there was only like 100 or so, wasn't there, who got there, was allowed to get in there? Um, That's a Very good one. few. That's a good one. That was uh, I can remember going across, and it was um, that was a proper away trip. I mean, it was a long journey. I can't remember where we flew into, but for me, I think it took us about the best part of fourteen or fifteen hours. And we were only there for one night. Um, it was like three days, but only there for one night. It was really long. We got there like at the very start of a day, stayed overnight. Oh, it was it was brutal. We stayed one night in the airport. Oh, it was it was it was grim. But it was a proper kind of like. 
hostile, you know, kind of like you, you think about European events, you know, hostile atmosphere, and it kind of was that that first glimpse of, uh, you know, kind of like a rundown stadium, and and uh, you know the the supporters were behind behind like gates and barbed wire and all sorts had to get around to to get them, but there were there were a few in there, but there weren't many, were there? Bless them. So that was that's definitely a medal territory for me. That's that's a good one. I think um, I, my, I instantly went to Europa League as well, and I was thinking Braga away purely because of how much of a nightmare it was for yes for fans. That one, you you, you deserve a medal. Uh, having heard the stories of, of people coming away from that one, maybe maybe with a little cloud and a thunderstorm and some raindrops on the medal, <laughs> a few a few baton emojis from the old coppers as well. Uh, think, by yeah, the sounds yeah. of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, right, here we go. Let's have a look what else. Oh, yeah, here we go. Stu came up warned, didn't he? I swear, Stu, here we go. Uh, do you think the key to Neves potentially signing a new deal would rest upon whether Moutinho gets another year or so as well? Can I discuss Moutinho earlier, Liam? It was no surprise how well everyone played against Watford when half of the class of 1819 were back together again. It must be a factor, even just minutely. It felt like a bit of a factor, didn't it, seeing... Bolly and uh, and Johnny back in and doing so well. It was like yeah, being back in twenty nineteen again. Um, it was uh, yeah. I, I'm not sure. It really depends on that. Will it help in some way? I mean, I don't think it's going to hinder. Certainly, so um, it doesn't do any harm. I don't think it's really going to actively help in keeping a player um, purely because I know he's a he's been brilliant, uh, Matinho, and, and he's had a great career. But purely because of his Age and he hasn't. He obviously hasn't got long left as a Premier League player or a Wolves player. Um, so yeah, it's not like it's a a twenty five year old who's in their prime and you're you know you're hoping to keep holding them or losing to a big club like like Neves really. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think so really. No, I think um, I think I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Mm. Gareth Hicks, how does Nathan feel about his rant now? Should we have splashed more cash in January? Absolutely, Gareth. I, I think even more so now. Um, you know, I felt like Wolves needed to to sign that midfielder in in January, and look if they if they had it and was pushing pushing on now. I mean, look, it would be it would be, it would be great, wouldn't it, to have that extra person uh, to come and and play as you need to, and if you need to go attacking, and especially with Huang injured now as well. You know, look, these are the, these are the type of players, and maybe where you might. I hope they don't come up short. And I really hope they get that seventh spot. You just don't want to. You don't want that regret, do you, Liam? That maybe they were one player away or one signing away from 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 nailing. You know, European football for the season. So I hope. Let's hope that they get it. Um, but it would look a lot more rosy if they did have a couple of quality additions. I'm sure. Swaps. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it's tough to say, isn't it? Because who's to say that one or two players is, is actually going to do that? But I, I can see the argument because they they could have they could have done with it. Well, particularly one midfielder, I think, just to. Just to boost the um, the numbers and the I suppose the quality and in depth in that position a little bit as well. So um, I, I still think they're going to give it a real good go for the end of the season. They've got a great chance. So uh, hopefully it doesn't come down to that. Lord Ian Degg says, "Hello, Lord. Um, um, to to really have a go at being a consistent top four, top six side, is it time to let go of sentiment and history and move to a bigger stadium as other clubs similar to us?" Are either moving or increasing capacity, and it seems clear we cannot redevelop Molyneux. It's yeah, it's a, it's a real tough decision there. Um, I don't think, I mean, I think they will respect um, the history, and there will be some sentiment there when it comes to the decisions that are made 
but I don't think that's going to stop Wolves from from making uh, big decisions in general. Really, I don't think folks are going to. They'll, they'll try and respect it as best they can, but I don't think they'll disregard what they think is a, is a right business decision for sentiment history purposes. Um, and it's not, you know, anything really is not off the table when it comes to to Molyneux because, of course, the, the plans have been a really originally to to redevelop it. It's really it's gone on the back burner for a while now. I mean, it is uh, incredibly expensive to redevelop Molyneux as a, with where they are at this moment in time. Mm. I'm sure the majority would love to stay at Molyneux, but financially. Is it is it is it the right move to 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 throw tens of millions at it and redevelop it, and only getting maybe a certain amount of um, of output, whereas moving away would I, I get it's, it's very difficult and I, you know I think maybe from I guess from your point of view Liam as a Wolves fan and a diehard Wolves fan I think the majority would want to stay at Molyneux but sometimes it, it's not as easy as that is it? No, it's not, and um, it, it works in differing ways for different clubs you look at Spurs have probably had a lot of success with it albeit it was a very expensive move to to build their new stadium but their new stadium is incredible um, West Ham it's a great arena but it's not a football stadium takes takes a bit of the, the heart and soul out of it so they have to find a balance there but then you've also got to balance up you know I, I suspect I mean I'm not a business expert but I suspect that it will be cheaper to redevelop than it will be to build a new a new ground um, you have to then weigh up the but then the money that will be coming in and the commercial way, aspect exactly. of it, and, and look, Wolves are Wolves are switched on. I think you know of all the departments, and they've done fantastically well um, over the years of, of really adding to it. But commercially, especially, Wolves have grown, and, and they're very, very ambitious. It was, it was, it was talked about, wasn't it, a few years when when Laurie and, and and Jeff were kind of at the helm, and well, I know Jeff was obviously still there, but it, it was kind of Laurie was quite forthright in in saying that Wolves will be staying at Molyneux. Obviously, he's not at the club anymore. I wonder if discussions like that have taken place or whether there's still a a want to um, to potentially move away. It's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, I mean, look, you look at the steeple, you look at the queues, the traffic's never going to change in and around the area. But, you know, like you say, tradition is, is incredibly important as well. So you can see you can see both aspects, can't you? Yeah, definitely. They're, they're really important aspects. And I do value the... Tradition, history of it as well, um, and then as yeah, I was about to say you have to 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 weigh up the the expense of building a new stadium compared to redeveloping, and then the uh, the potential in difference in income. Of course, you'd be able to get more uh, income through a redeveloped model, but you'd imagine you'd be able to get even more with a new stadium. So um, there's there's a lot to factor in there, and you, you have to gauge, I suppose public opinion because mm-hmm. you don't want a huge backlash from fans and, and Wolves fans will make themselves heard if they don't agree with something they'll they'll say so you've got to you've got to really gauge their opinion on it and if the vast majority I suppose are, are happy to move on then you, you may have to um, Andy we kind of answered your question about everyone fully fit and rested without even knowing about it what's Bruno's best team so we answered that earlier on in the podcast Rich says long term Johnny or Samedo for me Johnny is the more complete player so do we sell some made at the end of the season to cash in whilst we can? It would be very harsh, but neither would be happy to be back up and both the same age. Surely one has to go. Ryan Atnuri needs to be playing left wing back. Yeah, I can, to be honest, I can see um, Marcel potentially not staying on because obviously he's out of contract. Mm-hmm. Johnny and Aitnuri battling on the left. Mm-hmm. And then Samedo and probably Hoover uh, on, on the right. <laughs> 
I know. So um, yeah, I I certainly wouldn't sell Smedio. I I actually agree. I think Johnny probably is a more complete player. Uh, mm. I think he's done very well since he's come in. But Smedio has been excellent this season up until his injury. Uh, I don't see any of those moving on. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it'd be the right move either. I know everyone's very transfixed on Ignore. He has to play every single game. But in reality, he's still a young player. He's had a few off games here and there. He's still got plenty to learn. I think him and Johnny battling out, working together, will be a will be good competition. Andy Matthews, who would you go and pointless with? Spears, Joe, or Liam? Oh, that's a question. That's a question, Andy. Joe, definitely not. Liam, I don't think your general knowledge is great, mate. I'm gonna have to go with Spears. He was a news reporter to start off with. So I know John. you were. I know you were, but you were a trainer. You weren't very important. He was more important than you. I, think I mean, I ran important. the show over there. Fact. Wow. Well, you, I t- you ran to the coffee machine and back getting everybody's. I remember that. Goodness me, trying to suck up to everyone, trying to get no, a sports good. job. There we go. I'm a good. I'm a good colleague. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a. I'm a pub quiz winner. Oh so, yeah. Oh yes, you did. Yes, I remember so you saying you that on the podcast. Knowledge, yeah. Do you want to throw general knowledge my way? Okay. There you go. Okay. Are you a, are you a Wordle fan? Uh, no, I've um, I'm not I'm not five years old. I've never done it either, mate. To be no, honest, I've never no. done it. I can't, I've got I've got time. I'm, I'm too busy. <laughs> exactly. Too busy, yeah. too busy going to games. John Clark with the sad news of Razor Ramon's passing. Which WWF superstars or E uh, was your were your favourite growing up, and also your favourite finishing move? Mine was Bret the Hitman Hart and the sh- sharp shooter. So was mine, John. Hitman Hart, Bret the Hitman Hart, sharp shooter was the best. Um, and then, and then I kind of uh, developed into into Triple H and um, and loved loved the pedigree as well. So that was kind of the new attitude era. WrestleMania coming up, Liam, are you going? Uh, I have Dallas, enough. Texas. We could we could uh, we could we could join it on with a preseason tour. I've, I know nothing. I've got no interest in wrestling. Oh, come um, I mean, well, there you go. You can't go on pointless, can you? If you if you know nothing, that could be the first question. You knackered, aren't about, you? About you're gonna wrestling. get you're gonna hit me a hundred straight away. I've got to try and get a you know one or two crazy pointless answers to try and get us through to the next round. That's why you're useless. Well, I can't really argue with that. I don't like wrestling. But um, if 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 we were there and it was on and you wanted to go, I mean, I wouldn't say no against going. Okay. I'd probably be. Giggling to myself about how silly it is the whole way through, but, but it, you won't be yeah. paying. You, you want to you, you want someone to get your ticket for free, won't you? Well, yeah, I'm not paying yeah. for that. No chance. It's like it's like the same as Everton on on Saturday on Sunday. Sorry, um, you said on uh, Watford, I'm not having a dessert because I'm a I'm a man. I'm I'm feel I'm feeling good. I'm cutting down. Which no, I didn't. No I'm... sweets. No I... sweet. No, you didn't. And then uh, we got to Sunday, and there was a, there was a basket of of assorted full size chocolates, and I, I get there. Uh, a couple of hours early, um, not more early than I normally get there, and uh, and I've just seen you finish off a full size Mars bar. So I'm like, what's going on? He said, well, it's free, isn't it? Doesn't count. It's free. <laughs> yeah, no, you have to pay one... for your cheesecake. Did you? Uh, 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 Wolves one, on Friday. No, one one Mars bar. Come uh, on. One Mars bar. Oh, Who goodness. cares? Have you ever had, a, have you ever had a, one of those uh, deep fried Mars bars that you used to do at the chip shop? I have. Crazy back wanted, in the day. I've always wanted to try it. It's a very Scottish thing, I think, isn't it? Is it? I, I, isn't yeah, it? I think that's where. It, Originator, or I was associated with that anyway. I've um, I've wanted to try it, but I've never had it. Does anyone know where um, where there, where there's a deep fried Mars bar in Wolverhampton, West Midlands? Maybe we could go and, and visit it, Keno. I'll have a tiny bit of it if you are the rest of it. I'm up for it. Yeah, deal. Cheltenham Acker says, Hayden, a few people asking, am I going to Cheltenham? 100%. I am going to Cheltenham. Absolutely, can't wait for it. Wednesday, we're going to see Tiger Roll. 
Um, again, Keno, can you give me a bit of uh, horse knowledge, or is that not is that another category that you have to miss on um, on pointless? No, Tiger Roll uh, has won the Grand National twice, I believe. Oh, very good, very good. Well, 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 googled while I was. Uh... I, I I didn't even know that question was coming up. I haven't googled it. I can send you a picture, a live picture of my screen if you'd like. That <laughs> no, is just a bit of knowledge well. off the top of my head. Okay, great stuff. Um, right, sorry to uh, get to your questions if uh, we missed them out, but I've uh, got to move on to Leeds United Friday. What were we thinking, Liam? Um, look, Leeds United obviously struggling massively under Jesse March. Uh, Bielsa is now uh, unemployed, I'm sure. Um, um, slight, I was slightly surprised at the at the appointment, to be honest. Uh, someone coming in from America and you know going into a relegation battle. However, that was a massive win for them, although I thought they'd blown it when, uh, when Norwich equalised in injury time, only for them to... To get it to, to get one at the end, look, Patrick Bamford went off injured again. So it looks like they've got injuries. You know, I mean, they, they can't get anyone fit at this moment in time. It's it leads open, but nowhere near as open, I don't think, under Jesse as they were under Bielsa. So you, you might see a little bit more of a defensive leads going to Wolves if they can get a point. I'm sure they'll take that now. Um, but Wolves need to get three points in this game if they're going to carry this forward. They've lost three in a row. Now they could win three in a row, and if they do, setting up a great game against Aston Villa. I mean, goodness me, Liam. Um, it's it would be it would be a great comeback from from where we were. And we're all a little bit all a little bit depressed, weren't we, after the Palace game, after you know the two the two games in London. But if they can get you know come back with win 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 in the column before before Villa on um, a week on a week on Saturday, I think it is would be would be superb. Or two weeks on Saturday because it's international break, isn't it? So can they get it? And what formation does he pick? They can, yes. Um... And you're right, Leeds have got a, a few injury issues, haven't they? And they have done all season, to be fair to them. Um, I, I have seen it described on Twitter as, um, to be fair, just worse football <laughs> under Marsh. <laughs> just, you know, equally as poor, just not as exciting. Um, and although they did get a win against Norwich, which, which Wolves haven't actually managed in two games this season, uh, there's a third try coming up, of course, Um they are really struggling at the wrong end, wrong end of the table. Um, but you look at their starting eleven and look at the, the team they put out against Norwich, and there's a few players that spring to mind as, as dangerous players. Rafinha straight away is the one that's probably their best player. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodrigo is a he's obviously scored uh, the the first goal against Norwich. He's a player that sort of blows hot and cold, but from what I, I've watched him a few times, he was in Spain as well, and was fairly impressed. Um, Dan James has got obvious qualities in terms of his speed which you need to watch out for though I'm not massively convinced by him as a player um, but I think really the midfield is where, again is where it's, it's often the talking point of Wolves and, and who they're playing with the midfield battles and I think this is where it can be won again mainly because I think Wolves in midfield is far superior mm. they started click and for sure against Norwich Leeds mm. did um, of course, with with Phillips being out injured uh, and has been really for the majority of the season, I think you look at that and and really the options they've got off the bench for midfield. I mean, I know Harrison's are more of a, a forward or winger really, but he came on. Galhart's a forward. They don't really have some proper midfielder. I mean, Robert Cockrell is the only one that came on. They haven't really got some good defenses. Uh, uh, sorry, substitute midfield players either. So they're very weak in that area. I think. Um, I think Wolves play a three-four-three. Uh, I don't. I don't think you need to to pat the midfield down, particularly at home as well. I think Neves and Moutinho is more than capable. Are more than capable of uh, of dominating that. 
Um, and then really it's about Wolves finding the, the space out wide again, which is exactly how, how they play. I think you ha- for me, you play Aitnori and you, you find him um, regularly out wide running at the defenders. And, and you saw how he did it in the first half against um, against Watford at home, finding space running towards the, the north bank there. He, he had acres. I mean, for me, he came off, didn't he, after 30 minutes because of he was getting the run around. So um, I think you play 3-4-3 three, three, and you, you rely on Neville and Moutinho to find the, the the passes into uh, in between the lines, which is why I think you have to play Pedence as well, uh, who will find those spaces to pick the ball up, and then that's where you, you hurt them. Because you find the overloads out on either wing. Again, Johnny was doing very well going forward, and that's where Wolves win the game for me. Well, no Huang, obviously. Oh, we're almost certain that there'll be no Huang. So who um, who plays instead? Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a tough one, because you may have no choice, really, but to go with Trincao. Um Depends how Neto is doing with his foot. Of course, it was an impact, excuse me, impact injury that um, that stopped him playing at Everton. He was with the squad. He was walking around fine. He looked he looked fine. It just you just couldn't really shake it off in time. Is he going to be okay to start? It really is up in the air. Huang, whether he his injury is uh, serious enough to keep him out of a game, you'd imagine it will be if he couldn't carry on against Everton. So you'd, you'd, you'd probably. I mean, with Neto, you've got to. If there's anything that's going on, you've got to. You thought you'd go a little bit more cautious, and maybe yeah. Neto as an impact sub. I mean, Trincao is probably the favourite for me to start. I think on the on the right, and look, he had an okay last, you know, fifteen minutes or so when he when he came on, or or twenty minutes at Goodison Park. So probably one of his his final opportunities, I would have thought. And uh, look against Leeds United, this is a, I guess, a, a good game for him to come back into it. I would have thought that he would be the. The third of that front three, um, Liam, would you say? Yeah, I'd be, sur- favorite? I'd be surprised if he doesn't. I mean, the only other option really, of course, with the injury issues elsewhere is... Chiquinho! Whether, exactly, is whether the young man gets thrown straight in. And let's... I mean, I don't want to read too much into it because, of course, um, he's been with the first team quite a lot recently. But he didn't play last night. Under-23s. Uh, for the under-23s. Um, it doesn't mean he's starting by any means against uh, against Leeds. But it's just an interesting mm-hmm. either potential coincidence or at least a tactic that they're, that they're holding him back with. Uh, you know, it, it may be that they're waiting to see how Huang and, and Neto are back yeah. end of this week. Um, but there's there's potential there, you'd imagine. There's potential. Uh-huh. Do I think he'll throw him straight in for a start? I don't think so, no. But, I mean, it would say a lot if he did and drink out on the bench, let's, let's be honest. But um, I don't think he will. But it's just interesting they didn't they didn't play last night. Um, wasn't in the squad at all. So um, you'd imagine, provided he's fit, of course, there's no injury that we're not aware of. Then I suspect he'll be at least in the squad. Um, and I guess the other question would be Bolly or Kilman, or both, or both, or both. Uh, I think uh, you'll see Kilman Cody size. I think Bolly will be on the bench again. Um, I think it was the perfect game for Kilman to drop out. Rest, recover, come back in and play well, and and he did that, and I think he'll keep his place. And I think I think we'll probably see that for the majority of the season, and we'll see Bolly come in sporadically. Finally, Keno, you were very close to your prediction, by the way. I was, and uh, I was quite pleased that they didn't win two 0 I'll be honest, because Goodison Park Wi-Fi is suboptimal to say the least. <laughs> so I was really struggling to get that to to to, to place. Um, a certain, a certain. Oh, I did, I did, I did win a bet. To be fair, I did win a bet. I put a little one nil on. Did you see? I on did that? see it tweet. Yeah, that yeah. But um, yeah, I was struggling to uh, to get to get a few bets on on the day. But um, 
So 2-0, you're very close. I think you're going to go the same this week, but I'm going to go prediction first. I'm going to say, I've got an interesting prediction here. You might not like it. I'm scared. Wolverhampton Wanderers, four. <laughs> Leeds United, two. It's a it's a six-goal thriller on a Friday night, baby. I'll take that every day of the week. Four, mate. two love that. Wolves. I'm going to say in a bit of a crazy game, yeah. What are you going for? We'll, we'll put the money on Put the money on for you. Come on. I was going to go slowly less. Who's going to win less, the shirt? I was going to go slightly less crazy. Okay. Um, but in a similar fashion to you, I also think Leeds will score. Mm. I've gone 2-1 Wolves. 2-1 Wolves, okay. 2-1 Wolves. 2-1 Wolves, make sure you retweet it and whoever wins will get a brand new beautiful shirt. In fact, Kino, bugger it. They're going to win two shirts. We're going to win two shirts this week if they get it right. Blimey. Two shirts. I'm feeling generous. Two shirts or a training kit, whatever they want. I'm going to get them, okay? It's not so, like it's been. It's not like any of it's come in this season so far, but we'll see. No, exactly, yeah. And it's not like it's not, not like it's discounted either at the Wolf Shop either, so you know, we'll see. <laughs> oh, no, I went to, I tried to get this undone. Now it's an hour and ten minutes, man. But uh, anyway, hope you've enjoyed it. From me, from Kino. We'll see you all on Friday. Take care. Bye-bye.